this week on the Comic Bass Fishing Podcast, my sit-down early morning prior to jack shit getting started conversation with Mike and Becky Iconelli. Audio quality, yeah, leaves a lot to be desired, but honestly, it was more about the content than it was anything else. So sit back, enjoy the interview, and ignore all the background noise. All right, well, welcome to the Kayak Bass Session Podcast, the iCast edition, or this is going to be the Iconelli edition. Mike, Becky, thank you for sitting down this morning. You guys have coffee already. It's good. Yes. Um, probably wondering what in the hell I've got you guys here for. And at the end of the day, this isn't really much about fishing. I, I find it very interesting that most successful anglers that I've run across have a very successful uh, boss, manager, system behind them. Yeah. Right? And... And it's a team. Yes. And it's a team yes. effort. Big time. And you don't you don't shy away from that, Mike. You no. pretty much Becky this, Becky that, Becky. every time I turn around it's Becky, Becky, yeah. Becky, Becky, Becky. <laughs> oh, you want something Mike? Well, you just need to call Becky. Yeah. So has that always been the case? When did that I guess that business model for you guys develop itself? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it, it's it's always been that way. But the business, you know, you look back, I think when we met back uh, in about 2006, um, you know, my fishing career was going good, but the business career was what I would call flat or stagnant or normal. You know, it was taking the normal path of what a lot of guys, you see their careers take, where the thrust of the business is the tournament fishing. Right. And so, you know, when, when Becky and I started laying out a plan for how to grow the business mm-hmm. I mean this is early on this is literally and the neat thing about I'm going I'm to let you know that, and I'm not saying because she's right next to me and she'll kick me under the table but yeah. Becky's really smart and she, she has a good business mind and um, <clears throat> first thing that became apparent is how do you you know to grow a business you have to have more than tournament bass tournament fishing right so that from day one literally when I consider the business really growing in leaps and bounds was when we started mapping that out, you know, and that's how do you reach people other ways besides through BASS, professional bass tournaments. Right. And once we, once we started mapping that out and, you know, uh, developing other pieces of the business, mm-hmm. that's when everything really took off. The neat thing about it, though, is everything we're doing, every arm or branch of the business is something that was very natural right it's not like it's not like we were creating things that were weird or strange to us they were just things we already did and we already liked to do but we were taking them and molding them more into their own brand and their own focus yeah giving them more focus so you know education you know the bash university right uh which I am a member of, by the way. I actually do use that product. Yeah. Nice. So you know, teaching. We already were. We already were teaching. You know, how do you cultivate that part of the business? Uh, kids. You know, with with the start of our uh, Ike Foundation. Right. How do you get youth and more kids involved in the sport? Um, what we're doing right here. You know. Um, you know, podcasting. Do Ike Live. Uh, you know, all these different pieces. We, we, we sat down and thought about it and developed a plan for it, you know. Right. The neat thing, and I'll let Becky jump in on this one, is before all this happened, I was trying to do every, literally everything myself. And, you know, Becky was smart enough to know that you need a good team of people behind you. Before, right. before, before that, it was me and Becky and 
my uncle and my mom. Literally. Okay. It was a family business. It was right. like the Italian mafia, you know. Uh, <laughs> but to, to grow a business, and you know, it's funny because my mom, very, you know, I love my mom, but she's very old school, you know. She's right. like, no, 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 keep, you know, she wants to keep everything, yeah. you know. It's, and again, it's very South Philly, it's very yeah. Northeast yeah. to have that. But, you know, Becky was smart enough to say, hey, if you want to grow this business, you have to put the right people in, in place and you have to uh, work with people that, you know, you trust and that are really good at what they do. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm okay at fishing, but I'm not really good at a lot of other stuff. So, you know, that's where the business, you have to let go. You have to learn to let go a little bit. Right. You know, and that was hard. That was hard for me, but it, it's, it's still hard for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's be honest. He, I mean, he does come in the office still and try to micromanage well, us a little I mean, he, bit he may from time may to not time. Have a type A personality. Mm. You know, anybody <laughs> that questions the main, oh, maybe not. Go watch him catch a fish and lose it. It's perfect. Yeah. You know? yeah. But that's it. But that's that piece on the water. You're just yeah. diving in. Yeah. The biggest thing with Mike is he always had a vision. Mm -hmm. He always knew, and it's he has this innate sense for what's going to be big next. Right. I don't have that. So it's all Mike's vision that then I can go, oh, okay, yeah, like I get it. I get what you're trying to do right. here. And then I can run with it and try to figure out, like, what's that groundwork? Like, how do right. we make that happen? But it's all Mike's vision. Like, nothing has ever been forced. It's never been anyone else's idea. It's, mm -hmm. it's all just him, and we just bring it to fruition. So he basically looks out the window, mm -hmm. thinks big thoughts, yeah. you execute. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. I actually look out the window. Our office is right in front of a lake. So I look out the window. It's a really bad spot. It's a man. really yeah. bad spot I to have so an office. I feel so bad for you right now. I know. I know. That is sarcasm. Yeah. 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 I look out the window and I look out there and I see see all that scum on the surface. God, I like to throw a frog oh, on that. Yeah. A couple minutes. He here. does disappear from time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, but yeah. It, it's it's been it's been amazing and it's still. It's still evolving, you know, which is a really right. cool thing. Like uh, the neat part of this business, and I think it excites everybody that works with us. Miss um, Janet sitting behind us right now. Uh, Miss Janet's not a hardcore fish head, but there is an excitement in our mm -hmm. office and our business because a lot of what we're doing hasn't ex didn't exist. It's right. new stuff, and it's still developing. You know, it's not you know nothing against people that have static jobs. You know, where it's one thing. But our office is, is nuts because it's different every day. Yeah, you, but you've got—I mean, you, it's not just like just like you start off. You used to, it was just fishing. Yeah. You just fish. You perform. Yeah. Done. Yeah. If you're rocking. You're usually rocking. You're—it's decent. Yeah. But you've got every all these different, you know, windows it's, and angles of approach. And it's a lot. In the course of a day, we talk uh, tournament fishing. Mm -hmm. We talk branding. We talk Bash University, Ike Foundation, Ike Live, Going Ike. Uh, we talk professional edge fishing, which is which is one of our new businesses where we're managing now young anglers, right? You know, um, flashing back to when I was in my twenties, I was lost. Yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know what to do. I wanted to concentrate on fishing and winning tournaments, and all these other things were in front of me that I had to learn how to do. You know, who better to do that than than we've been doing it for twenty years? Right. You know, so yeah, it's that's a hard thing because. I think through the last, especially five years, the sport has done amazing things with the high school and the college programs, mm -hmm. and so we now have this flow Feeder of, system. Of, yeah. of guys and, and gals coming in, and, and that's awesome, but, uh, but there isn't a reality for them when you get to that professional yeah. moment. Right. Now, how do I afford this? Yeah. 
Right. Because, How do I because do I, I think there's this mystical dream yeah. that everything's handed to you, and that's not yeah. reality. Yeah, money, right. money, money's a big problem. Yeah. Uh, right. Absolutely. Branding, social media, sponsors, travel. Yeah. You know, all right. these legality of signing contract, all these things that, you know, as a as a mid twenty year old, you know. You don't know any of that. No. I mean, unless you're a genius, you don't, you know, well, it's yeah, hard. it's not, you know, and I've seen, got to hang out with some, some of the old timers while I was here, you know, as usual, it's always a deal, but, you know, Roland Martin never had to deal with that shit. Right. No. Right? Rick Lon never had to right. deal with it, you know, and Roland's like all excited now, because, oh, my social media numbers are up. And anytime you, you ever thought you'd look at Roland Martin talking about his social media numbers. Oh, son, my Facebook numbers went up. Son, yeah. Yeah. son, <laughs> son. Oh, wait, did someone just toot? Yeah. Oh. yeah. And, and then it's like, I'm like, and then, hey, but here's, here's the guy. So I said, hey, uh, so how do you handle that crowd? Because, look, back in the day, I, I was around you a little bit, and uh, you got a type A personality a little over the top, trying not to say asshole. Yeah. But, you know, he's like... I'm more humble now. <laughs> so now I'm like, now I've got to go watch one of his videos. Oh, yeah. I just got to see how, how far down that ladder he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> to humble, you know? I, I want to see where humble oh, that's is. Awesome. Yeah. You know, so. But that's what I was like. So what year did you write your book? So wrote the book in, uh, won the classic in 2003. Yeah. Uh, wrote the book in 2004. Okay. Uh, it was a great time for me to write that book. Yep. Um, because... You know, when, when I think people look back at my career or whatever, uh, you know, that 2003 to 2006 was, was a really interesting time in the sport. Yeah. You know, ESPN had bought right. Bass. They were uh, spending a lot of money marketing their promotions to grow the sport of bass fishing. Mm -hmm. Bass fishing was, was starting to get visible in places. It was never right. visible, whether it was TV or print or radio. It was popping up in all new places. So I was involved in the right time of the sport. Right. It was exciting, there was energy, things were good. At the same time, my life was in the shitter uh, per, from a personal standpoint, you know? Um, so it was a great time for me to write the book. You know, I was going through a divorce. Uh, before I won the Classic, honestly, I, I thought that would be my last tournament. I was, right. I thought I, would, I, I was just gonna go do something else. Um, so it, you know, wasn't, when you look closely at it, life was sort of messy for me at the time. But writing the book was one of the most freeing things I ever did. It really, it really was. Right. And at the time, it helped. It helped with, you know, everything that was bottled up. It helped me sort of like right. let it all well, out. The dynamics with you changed through that whole process. So that was, yeah. you know, from the outside looking in, you know, I was like, okay, who is this guy? Yeah. You know, I mean, who is he really? Yeah. And you watch that transformation kind of go on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, but I, and, but I get back to that. Trend setting, you know things. Did anyone expect you to write a book? It's I mean, crazy. I I, the, I I remember the guys like, hey, this freaking Ankenelli clown has a book, <laughs> right? All <laughs> these fishermen doing these guys think it's something like, I like the cover. I'm going to read it just for that, you know. So it was it was a cool. I I never thought in a million years I'd have that opportunity. It's yeah. cool cool process and uh, interesting thing. I'll tell you, this is never I've never said told this before to anybody. So this is special for this podcast. The uh, different versions of the book, but the first version that we completed was literally, it's how I talk. And um, so they had to go back and re-edit the, the book and take out like 90% of the curse words because Walmart was going to be one of the biggest customers for the project. Right, okay. Who was the, uh, the publisher? I can't remember. Uh, Random House. Yeah. Yeah. So the publishers of Random House were like, man, now we got to get rid of this because Walmart won't accept this book. So it had to sort of be rewritten. Yeah. <laughs> Second time, but 
you know, with the toned down version. With the toned down version, got a ghost written by. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was it was awesome, awesome project, and and honestly, it was uh, it, it was freeing. It was you know, it was something that um, I felt like it was important for me personally. Right. But I wanted to tell people about the sport, the reality of the sport. Right. You know, and it, it was really it was a cool opportunity to do that. Here's the other thing I've never said before. I'm going to say it now. Part two in the works. That's, I'll just leave it at that. All right. Yeah. All right. Part, part two on, in the works. And I, and I think that'll be a... Yeah. That'll, that will be a, a hit for anybody that takes the time to go read something together. Right? Yeah. Because anybody takes the time to read it and oh, how things have changed. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, there's been, there's been from 2004 to now to 2019, there's been a lot that have changed. And it'll be in the book. It'll, yeah. You know, important thing, just like the first one, I'm, I'm going to be honest. So you're... You know, oh, yeah, exactly. you, you know, the sports had a lot of weird stuff happen, especially in the last 20, 12 to 24 months. So yeah, no I, I'm excited to let people know the reality of what happened and how it went down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just do damage control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Becky and Michelle. As, we, as we all sit here, no one can tell it. We're both sitting here looking at Becky like, go ahead, just jump on it. <laughs> So now, so we got Janet sitting back here on her phone, probably yes. taking notes. I can't believe he said this shit. Yes, yeah. taking notes, <laughs> taking notes. Should we contact her lawyer? Yeah. Call Jay Spiegel right now. <laughs> yeah. So, when did I mean? When did you guys figure out kind of that power couple deal that that was just gonna work? Did you, did you fall into it? Was it on accident? Or? I'll let Beck answer that because yeah. it's I. I'll, I'll just preface it by saying I know couples that cannot work together. Right. It drives them nuts. They can't stand each other. Yeah. It actually, the relationship falters. But I think, you know, we've, we've got a good system. And yeah. I don't know why it works. Why does it I work? I don't know why it works. <laughs> I think because we're both, I don't know, maybe Janet can tell. But I don't know. We're just, we are such strong individuals. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think he can come to me with an idea or I might tell him something and I'm just firm on it. You know, but probably the only person I'll back down to or he might back down to and listen to is me. So we, it's, right. anyone else could tell me something, I'd be like, no, this is my decision and this is what I'm doing. But for whatever reason, Mike can be like, well, I kind of think this, go think on it a little bit. And I'm like, ah, oh, fine. So I think we just fell into it, um, especially early on. So I, I think because Mike's focus so much was the fishing and you have these sponsors and you want to deliver for the sponsors. Right. But like, how do you find that balance? Because there isn't that time if you truly want to be focused on fishing. Because at that time, we fished so many more tournaments. Like, we were a lot. on yeah. the road, like, nine months straight out gypsy, of the year. A gypsy-like. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I think I just kind of stepped in. Like, I'll just help with the sponsors, make sure they're good, if they need anything. And, and that just built. I, yeah. There was no... I don't think any decision was ever made, like, we're doing this. It was just kind of like, hey, can you call happened. those people? Yeah. I haven't spoken to them lately, or blah, blah, blah. Okay. Right. And we rolled into it. Um, but as time went on, we just we just grew, grew, grew. And, and we added a bookkeeper. And then, you know, years later, we need another person. We need help with fulfillment. This is growing now. There's too many properties, right. and there's a foundation, and there's this. And so we just slowly yeah. added... Our team of women. <laughs> yeah, not all women. We have a few men. A few. So a a few couple. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But and that for me is an interesting piece as I as I walk around and just watch the industry, you know, grow and change, is how many really successful anglers across all the games, whether it's social media, on the water, and they mm -hmm. might be winning all the time. Right. But I'm just talking about that whole whole package of success. You'll get a good look at it, and all of a sudden you realize, wait a second. Oh, 
A lot of them. A lot of most them. Most of them. Most of them. Most of them are jamming. Mm -hmm. They've got a really strong spouse and a support team mm -hmm. that they've been put together. Absolutely. And I just got to thinking about this the other day. And you and I were talking, I'm like, I was just kind of going back, dating in my head, going, well, how long? This has been going on for a long time with these guys. This may have been the OG deal. You guys didn't even know you were developing but I don't remember seeing it before that. Right. Where, and you, and you openly spoke, about, you openly speak about it all the time. Yeah. Well, back, well, back, I didn't yeah. know, well, you know. Yeah. But that's the deal. Yeah. No, it's it's yeah. the deal. And I, I think even before, you know, bass fishing's been around since the 70s. Right. You've seen supportive spouses from day one. Yeah. You look at some of the big names, uh, you know, so that's not new, but I think turning fishing into a business, you right. know, um, there's relatively, that's relatively newer in the sport, right. um, but the guys that are doing it really well, they have they have great help. Yeah. You know, they have a great team. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's what you have to view it as. You have to view it as a business. It, it has to be looked right. at that way. Yeah, and and you have to have thick skin on things, and you you have to treat it like yeah. a business. And, and here's the other thing. I want to throw this in here real quick. Is that you know, for our business, there there are two sides to it. There's the side where you know, you have a business and, you know, a goal of a business is to grow it and make money, bring income in, and, you know, there's that part of the business. But the interesting thing about the other 50% of our business is, the other half of it is to sort of do the other stuff, right? Like, make the sport better, right. get more kids fishing. Like, those things are probably more important to us than, than, the, than the money side of the business, right? right. You know, man, the reality of it is, is, the sport has grown in leaps and bounds, it absolutely has, but it's still backwards in a lot of ways, and it still makes us really mad, you know? And, and I'm not gonna say a name, don't throw anybody on the bus, but when you see a guy sign on to a major sponsorship for nothing, for product, and a guy that's been in the sport for 20 years, he devalues everyone in the sport, you know? Like, those things we have to fix, you know? Um, you know, these kids in the cities that, you know, 8 to 15 year olds that live in cities that are surrounded by water that have never touched a fishing rod. What? Like, these are things we want to fix. You know, we want to help with that. And that motivation is strong. That motivation is stronger than the money, you know, for, for us, you know? Well, I think at some point, hopefully people wake up and go, look, when's enough enough? Yeah. And I need to be, I need to give back. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because if you if you don't, and there was a time when our sport was really looking like it was going to dry up, because there was there wasn't any giving back. Yeah, it was a take 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 yeah. take take take. Yeah, you know, and that's the that's the one I grew up in, and you know, type A personalities did, just stood for one word, and it was asshole. Right, you know, you want to hear them on the water. Right, and it was all about them. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want mine, and I can give a shit less about yeah. the rest of you. Yeah, I mean, speaking of growing the sport, I'm not just saying this because it's this podcast, but you know. That kayak angle, um, bank fishing, right. tiny boats, all that has helped the sport grow more, in my opinion, in the last yeah. you know five years than anything. When I was I, I was talking to Zona yesterday, he's he's going to come on a podcast here soon as well. But that was the topic. He went right to it. Yeah, I said, hey, just give me your thought process on, on this whole kayak game. Yeah, and he said, dude, you want the thing that's really changed. That's what's changing. What's growing the sport? Dude, that's what's doing it. Big time. Yeah. And, 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 glo think, and globally too. Yeah. And, and I think that's we're at this piece where we need we need to figure out what the next push needs to be 
because I don't think we've even seen, you know, the best yet. Right. Yeah. We don't have the we don't have the college scene growing yet. Yeah. We don't have. Are we pushing into the high schools? Yeah. Because that's an affordable deal. Yeah. It's, it's easy access. Very easy access. You know, and Becky talked about the reality of a college kid that graduated and fished for the for the team, the college team for four years, and now they graduate and they want to turn pro. There's a huge number. Right. You know, let's say a hundred thousand dollars dangling out there that they have to come yeah. up with. Where in, in, in the kayak world or in the street fishing world or in the John boat world, you know, that it's not there, you right. know? It's it's an easier access point. But but I still find that that's easier so the high school kids, the college programs, if you look at them, they're in Alabama, Arkansas, they're in your southern states. Us right. living in New Jersey, we see something that the southerners don't see. We see all the kids who've never really gotten into fishing. Now they want to get into fishing, but they don't have the means to do it because right. dad or uncle doesn't have the bass boat for them right. to go it's out different. on. So they can't yeah. even enter these boat tournaments. Yeah. So yeah. they have no opportunity except to stand on the bank whenever they can, but they don't, they're not given the same yeah. opportunities as the yeah. kids. Down big, in Alabama. Yeah, it's a big window, and it's one of the pieces of the Ike Foundation we're working on. You know, working with companies like Bass Cat, like Hobie, to to you know get these kids boats. You know, their first boats, and it's it's really awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And I think the more this gets noticed, I think we have a better opportunity for the boat manufacturers to put boats in. You know, mm -hmm. young kids' hands. But yeah. At the end of the day, end of the day, I don't care what boat they're on. Yeah. You know, regardless of sponsorships and who, yeah. who you're working for, to get them on get them on the water. Yeah. Yeah. Get yeah. them on the water. Let's teach them how to fish a little bit, and then let let that do the rest. Yeah. They're either going to have it, you know, they're going to have a passion for the sport, or they're not. Yeah. But at least they had an opportunity. Yeah. And yeah. and you keep in mind, and I want to make sure I say this: the end game is not to create, not to turn every young kid into a professional angler. Fact. The end game yeah. is to. Have them develop a love for the outdoors, right? Yeah. And fishing—that's what we want. We just want them to like fishing and love it. You know, if you get them started when they're young, and when they're 40, 50, 60, they still like it. They pass it on. You know. But just so, get them in the outdoors. I mean, nowadays our our whole culture is about electronics and phones and tablets and kids on video games, which is fine. But they need to also understand the outdoors. They right. they need to be in touch with the outdoors. Absolutely. I mean, why do you think we have all these national parks and, and right. you know, parks it's, right around the corner that are empty? It's the great thing about fishing, whether you're on the bank, in a kayak, or in a bass boat, it, it honestly, it's one of the, it's one of the last sports that connects you with nature, in my opinion. Other sports have started to remove themselves from nature. It's more about the sport in an arena, and it takes it away, but fishing, Hunting, camping, direct connection to nature. You know? What's that? Do you have another point? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the window. I'm like, okay. See, this, is, this, this, is, this podcast is about business, yeah. and yeah. there was business happening. And all the podcast is interesting. <laughs> you Janet, picked up on it, though, because she, I, I heard the shuffle. I heard, I heard the shuffle. I'm like, all right. Well, <laughs> Janet, Janet is now, Janet, you want to jump in here? Janet, I think, I think you should Janet, switch you should over to that here. table. Yeah, yeah, you come Janet, here. Come over here. Me and Becky will go over there. You know, Come you on, Thank you for tuning in to the Kayak Bass Fishing Podcast. We're out. I mean, something good. We're out because I freaking said so. <laughs> yeah, be bossy, Miss Janet. Come on, be bossy. I don't know how to be bossy. What are you trying to say? <laughs> we keep Janet around because she's so nice. She really is the nicest, most organized person. I I just come up with these crazy ideas, and then Janet can like put it on on paper and and make it into a real thing. Perfect. Yeah. That's perfect.
All right, well, well I, I just keep appreciate listening. you guys taking the time to sit down this morning. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Good. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Excuse me, I'm going to you. I'll let you know <laughs> when this thing's going to go live. All right, ladies and gents, that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Kayak Bass Fishing Podcast. Thanks to Mike and his wife, Becky, for coming on to the show this week. also want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Calico's Fishing. Thank you so much for what you guys do for us and what you do for the community. Well, see you guys next time on the Kayak Bass Fishing Podcast.